1: Welcome once again to a Came From Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than our senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Hey, everybody. We have we have our very own um fishy sarcasms, uh Dominic Definition Man
2: Yes, As I've been saying all day for the, for Mark, I'm coming to my secret lair. I'm in my secret lair today. Hello. Hello from <laughs> the lair.
1: And our, and our D-Life with Jenner Jenny Jenny Felder, should be joining us shortly because she was here and then we lost her in a virtual world.
2: <laughs> or, as we found out, the metaverse.
1: Yes, the metaverse. Yeah. Um, so on this week's show, we're going to have another Jaybird and Lee segment. Um, I have an interview with um, Dojo Kun Comics' uh, head, Brian Menard, and our uh, very own uh, Dominic Sperano has an interview with um, – liquid avatars david lukach was that lukach was it lukach lukach Luke i believe lukach all right Luke Hatch, yeah but before we do any of that it's fascinating interview
2: oh is that you uh teasing it is that way people are excited about yes, it yes that's okay. that way they listen to the entire thing because i i learned a lot in that interview it was very interesting
1: and and hopefully our listeners will too but before yeah. we do any of that we have to take it away with the news the time. News is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci fi.radio. That's sci fi for your Wi Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which is our official radio show. Oh, celebrating over 25 years of complexness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for January 29th. It is a Big Apple trading card show, so it's all about trading cards of uh, 2022. Also want to give our shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director, Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous, Dresden Media, Orange <laughs> Shadow Rabbit Art, The Hurricane, Yasmin Ray, and Rosa. You want to have your own little shout-out? Go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com, our brand-new website. And right on the front page, you can go and click on that, and you can just for a dollar, you can get your shout-out on our show. It's a brand spanking new website. Yes, it's full of bells and whistles and, and, and tons of fun stuff it's sexy it's a sexy website (laughs) so let's see so we're gonna start off as we always do with the sad news yep um actor jerry douglas died recently following a quote-unquote brief illness just three days before his 89th birthday Uh, while appearing in a few movies jerry is best known for his 25 years of playing John Abbott in a daytime soap, The Young and the Restless, from 1982 to 2016. Um, in 2006, his character was killed off, but he still appeared uh, infrequently as a ghost in the years that followed. Um, I know, Dominic, you said you were a, a soap opera fan. Was
2: Specifically, that one of those shows you saw? Yes, this is actually one of the ones I, I would I would watch. My mother would uh, started watching Guiding Light, and then I, I never got into Guiding Light, but then we watched um, As the World Turns, and then that went off the air, and then we would also watch The Young and the Restless. So I I know this actor well as uh, as a uh, uh, John, John Abbott. John Abbott. Yeah, and it's interesting because he he would he wouldn't necessarily be a ghost exactly. He was more of a of a he would play. It's not I, like I with, it's not like the uh, show with
1: um. George uh, oh! Hamilton. The dog doesn't like this. It was George <laughs> Hamilton and uh, Jenny McCarthy, where he played the videotapes. They had all the advice. Is it like that?
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was basically his. I don't. I don't remember the name of the actor who plays his son Jack Abbott, who always is um, battling with Victor Newman and always loses. May I add? Jack Abbott's got like a zero zero win um against Victor Newman but he's always again he's always going after Victor Newman right and basically this was a figment that's the word I'm looking for almost a figment of his imagination ah, okay. I think as far as I know it was never really confirmed whether or not it's an actual ghost so much it's just Jack like thinking of what his father's would say and do that's right. at least how I interpreted it gotcha so uh, joining us is from the life of Jenner G's,
1: Jenny Feldy. Hello. I think we're getting a little bit of feedback for you, Jenny, just letting you know. All right. So fix- he was a, a young 88 years old. So moving on for the next bit of sad news, which is the sort of last bit of sad news, but not really. And you'll find out in just a minute. Um, actor David Fox also died recently, and he died from cancer. Uh, David appeared in such movies as. Smokescreen, The Circle Game, Jungle Boy, Grey Owl, Snow Cake, and Pacific Rim, just name a few. On a small screen, David appeared in such shows slash made TV movies as The Suicide Murders, Anne of Avalonia, The Animated Adventures of, Rin Tin, of, of Tintin, not Rin Tin Tin, Tintin, Counter-Strike, X-Men The Animated Series, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, Promise the Moon, Murder in a Small Town, For the Love of Olivia, The Pentagon Papers, Across the River to Motor City, Being Erica, and Guidestone, just name a few. Um, Senior correspondent Saldivia, uh, are you familiar with uh, David Fox's work?
3: Uh no. I I would need to see a picture of him. I do not know the name.
1: Um, I know the the Kallax and Dinosaurs. He was a voice actor on that. I remember that. And then uh, in X Men also. I was like, oh, I, I know him. Uh, what
2: did he do? I'm I'm trying to look it up on IMDb. But what he, did he, he do was with a X-Men? The,
1: he was the Sentinel voice. Oh, and, okay. Um, he was one of the characters. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know that he was in that. It's like, oh yeah, that guy.
2: I'm looking it up. Eventually so, uh, I'll get there. He was a, a
1: a spry 80 years old.
2: Ooh, that's that's wow. Master <laughs> mold, that's who he played. Yes, yes. So he was the sentinel that made sentinels.
1: <laughs> yes. And um so moving on for the the last bit of like I said, this is actually from the while it's sad, it's more of a what are the chances department department.
4: <laughs> what are the chances?
1: Yes. Apparently quite good. So Glenn DeVries also died recently now what makes this interesting is that glenn was one of the guys oh. that accompanied well the dog knows william shatner on the air, on the the space shuttle trip that he went on the suborbital uh, blue origin thing he was one oh, of the yes. guys that went with him and he died of a plane crash a couple weeks later
3: oh my wow. god
1: wow
5: isn't it ironic yeah. Did you say he died of a plane crash?
1: Yes, He. Or well, he in died a pl- in a plane crash. Well, in a plane crash. Like, plane, oh, he died yeah. of
5: the flu. He died but of a plane, plane
1: the plane didn't crash into him. He died in the plane as it crashed. But the plane
2: crash was are- the cause of death. Yes. What are the freaking odds of that? Right? Oh, well, my according. God. According to Superman, statistically, it's the safest way to travel, but not for him. So, like, I was
1: like, wow, I can't believe that that happened, that he, he, he beat all odds, went up to suborbital space, and then he dies in a plane crash a couple of weeks later.
5: Yeah, that's why I'm afraid to fly. I cried on the last two flights I was on. See? It happens.
2: Hey, you know, you know. Someone once told me there's a great thing called Ambien. Just take that before you get there and just wake up when you land. If you land. I if should you land. do that if you, yeah, if you, if you land. land
5: well you're gonna land somewhere <laughs> that's the question true is just where
2: <laughs> yeah
5: right yeah well all as right. they
2: say any landing you can walk away from is a good landing so right. fair, mm, enough.
1: fair enough. True. Fair enough. True. all right so let's see what can we do um we have a couple of news bits but let's go we have a short news segment because we have such a full show of the show oh.
2: One thing I did want to say, because I'm looking at the story about the gentleman who died in the plane crash, it's almost always when you hear about these things, a small plane crash. In other words, a small plane right. crashing. Oh, it's man. usually never really like a, like a large um, company jetliner. So I don't know if he was flying himself or it was just someone else, but... You know, not to freak people out about flying, but it's almost always when you take these small planes, small charter planes. Wow. So wow.
1: he was a, a young 49 years old. 49. Yeah. Oh 49. Wow. You remember you remember that correspondence Yeah.
3: What? Do I remember 49? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> I awesome. do remember that.
1: So let's see. Let's let's do this one. I think this one is a uh, a good one. From the well. Isn't this a pandemic pickle department? Actress Letitia Wright, who also plays the character Shuri in a Black Panther film, as well as Avengers Part 3 and Part 4, was injured on set while filming Black Panther Part 2. Further complicating the matters is that she was flown from Atlanta, Georgia, where they were filming, to the United Kingdom, where she lives, to recover. Now that the CDC and the USA has implemented that, quote, any non-citizen, non-immigrant air traveler must show proof of full vaccination to fly into the United States unquote. Prevents Letitia from flying back as she has decided not to get one of the COVID shots for personal reasons. It is unclear how this will affect the film as it has been heavily rumored that Letitia's character is set to take up the mantle of the main character following Chadwick Boseman's death prior
2: to start a production.
1: What do you think of that?
2: They have sound stages in London.
1: So you think they, they're gonna they're gonna CGI to her into the movie? Yeah, deep faker. Um,
2: yeah, <laughs> that's true too. Uh, they
1: have they there is that technology.
5: Yeah, there's. I don't think they'll have to deep faker.
2: I th- you know they might just move production then to, to England.
1: They're gonna move the entire production from Georgia <laughs> to the United Kingdom. They got for one money. actress
2: <laughs> for one they actress. Got, that's that's they a got lot. Disney money. No, you know what they'll end up doing? They'll probably fly. Look. They Even can't fly not... her back. <laughs> that's the problem. They I can't fly her back. <laughs> they they'll find her a way. They'll find a way. They'll make some exemption. She'll take the boat. <laughs> like I don't know. There's I think if you fly privately, you don't need to go through customs or something. Hmm. I might be wrong, but... but it's not
1: it's not customs. It's the CDC in the USA saying, Hey, anybody flying in, anybody coming into our airspace.
2: Yeah, also the people that work at the CDC aren't vaccinated, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. I'm just saying. So
1: like, but isn't, the, the, isn't, isn't it wild? Mandate how... to get
2: vaccinated doesn't... Uh, Congress doesn't have a mandate. People that work for Biden don't have a mandate. Like, so... But isn't saying. it...
1: It's it's crazy how one person can hold the entire production of the film. Yeah. They, they'll find a way. For an, for, an odd, for an odd set of circumstances. Like, if she wasn't injured on the set, she would have been fine. Because she'd still be here.
2: Right. Right. But she went home to, to recover right and they're like oh you can't come back now what was her injury
1: um it's unspecified but it probably was from like an explosion or something
2: huh. <laughs> all right so it's it probably just, take-
1: yes charlie huh.
3: it just amazes me have they been making movies for years and all of a sudden people are getting injured and people are getting these devastating injuries <laughs> What the hell's going on with the standards and the? I don't know. Well, well we've been
1: reporting about it a lot. There has been other injuries that happen. It's just they don't really publicize it. I mean, the biggest yeah. one that I remember was the uh, the stunt actress, the stunt woman, stunt actress, the stunt woman, either in the last Resident Evil movie or in the Monster Hunter film, which is done by the same guy. I think she lost an arm, and no one really, you know, it was a stunt gone wrong.
2: Yeah, people don't really like look. Stallone would get injured almost on every movie he ever did certainly the the last um, several uh, Where he he broke his neck I mean there's a famous picture of him and and Schwarzenegger both like laughing in the ER beds it's just it it really wasn't making news no no he he, he got hurt
5: yeah yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that I thought that was fake (laughs)
1: But I think it's it's just I think more of a spotlight is being put on this now. But I think uh, it's just sorry. like anything else, that accidents happen on the set.
3: Well, yeah. was this an this an explosion?
1: Like I said, the the it was unspecified, so I cannot uh, I cannot oh. report on what exactly. Come on, Mark, you don't know
5: everything that happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. What the
3: hell, Mark?
5: Yeah, we're relying on you.
1: Well, then? Then I feel sorry just for you guys. <laughs>
3: From the from the Mark doesn't have all the facts department. Yeah, Mark doesn't know
5: anything. Mark knows nothing.
3: So, moving on.
2: Oh, man. I got your back, Mark. Thanks. From the... Oh, uh, well, may, well with that sort of thank you. Maybe I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of yeah. Sylvester Stallone, which is a good segue, from thank the
1: huh. I hope it's more of a Jet Lee versus Dolph Lundgren fight a Stallone versus Van Damme fight department. As mentioned in a previous show, Expendables Part 4 is currently being filmed with many of the original cast members returning. To take things into the next level of action, none other than the Raid and its sequel, Raid Part 2, lead um, Ico Uwales has been cast as one of, if not the main villain of the film, which is being described as a former military officer turned arms dealer who has the entire private army at his disposal. Now, for you guys who don't know, the raid is like one of the best action films in recent time. It was really? just full on. Uh, I believe it was a Taiwanese movie, and it was just mm. full on action. Um, did you ever see the new Judge Dredd movie?
2: I have seen the oh. new Judge movie with uh, more Carl Urban, right? Yes.
1: Uh, Jen,
2: new uh, Judge Joe Dredd. Joe
1: Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Judge Dredd.
3: What What was this? Did I see the one? new Judge Dredd movie? It. No.
1: Okay. So basically in the Judge Red I film,
3: am the law. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so basically in the in the Judge Red movie, it was a, a pretty much a tower like structure and they had to fight their way up to get to the main bad guy. That was in Judge Red. Well this was that, but just full of kung fu action and martial arts and it was taken to the to the next level of, of fighting. Um, it had probably one of the best two-on-one boss fights I have ever seen since Lethal Weapon 4, which was with Jet Li and um, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover when they were fighting two-on-one. Yeah. And this was like even better than that. It was so amazing, the, the martial arts choreography and the hard hits. Like If you are a fan of martial arts, you should go see The Ray and the sequel to The Ray too. So they're bringing in this guy into The Expendables, like, bringing some good action. And I hope yeah. it's gonna be a good fight because the I was all excited about the Van Dam versus the fight. And I was very disappointed
3: in that. Yeah, that was a big disappointment. I mean, you're absolutely right. The Jet Li uh Dolph Runger uh thing, whatever.
1: Yeah, Jet Lee uh, versus Dolph Runger was amazing.
3: Yeah, that was unbelievable. And uh yeah, <laughs> and it was such a big disappointment with the Van Damme thing and um the damn thing <laughs> and uh you I'm know down. i don't know i don't know if uh if jet lee can uh do anything anymore i heard he's hurt and heard he's yeah. not well
2: i i, heard yeah, he I, I thought he, yeah, yeah well uh, i can tell you for a fact jet lee is not listed on imdb for the movie so he might just have a yeah. cameo he might just walk hey might, he and might. walk off
3: i was so um, disappointed disappointed in the last one where he bailed out with the Chinese guy.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I was like, ah. "Do you guys remember the Force Awakens? The, the, uh, the yes, part Re- six. Yeah. So the guys part that seven. were yes, part seven. The guys who were chasing Han Solo and the Falcon that got eaten up by the CGI monster. Uh huh. That's the raid guy. Yeah. And I was like, Dude. he was in it just because yeah. to the international markets because he was so underused and he didn't do any kung fu stuff. Like, why are you going to have this Kung Fu guy in here and not do Kung Fu?
5: Well, maybe the person in charge Rhett, thought it was marital arts instead of martial arts. And maybe okay. they thought, you know, they're just going to talk about marriage the whole time. We don't have to do any movements.
1: Can you imagine going yeah. to a movie? Yeah,
5: it's all about <laughs> marital arts, not martial arts. Very easy mistake to make.
1: Mm-hmm. That old- I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is. <laughs> you go watching Crouching Tiger Hit and Dragon and they're like, What?
3: I love you.
5: I want a, a divorce. <laughs> yeah. It's a marital arts movie. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's all dubbed. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be
1: your is that is that you're gonna be your Magnus Opus Jenny when you do uh, your film a, a marital, <laughs> marital arts. arts
3: movie. Yeah, marital arts, yeah.
1: And you're gonna there get you like go. like a Jackie Chan be in
5: it um well we could have we could have jackie uh Chanling, you know we could have a whole jewish cast uh, uh not that i i'm really into supporting the jews oh. in any way <laughs> uh for or, or against i nothing for i really have nothing for or against them I, I i don't favor anybody everyone's guilty or innocent in my world but yeah the marital arts yeah wow. everyone's guilty yeah uh... we're all guilty
2: Okay. We could
5: have anybody. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, Jackie Chan knows about divorce and knows about the hardships of loving someone. then sure, he can be in my movie. But if he wants to focus on martial arts, I don't think so. It's a little off topic. Whatever.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm. Uh... All
5: right. So we're almost out
1: of time. Let's do our final punch. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that was it. I gotta, I gotta fan myself for that. All right. Um, Dominic, final for us.
2: I think this is the uh, first time where the show went <laughs> off the rails, and it wasn't my fault.
5: <laughs>
1: oh, you haven't been around with our uh, favorite uh, Herman Schimpsonertia, if well, you I recall, mean,
3: since my oh, since man. my tenure. Okay. Oh, man.
2: Actually, no, there was that one time where Herman was here, and yeah, that's... But I contributed to it going off the rails that day, too. I'm I'm saying, like, this show went off the rails. I had nothing to do with it.
1: Okay. okay. I've been on. Seen final choice, Feldy, and you have a final thought for us. <laughs>
3: I'm not... I'm too... I'm too... Uh, <laughs> yeah, just take it away, Mark. <laughs> Jenny Feldy, what do you have for final thought for us?
5: Final thoughts? Yeah, take care of your marriage, and Martial arts could help you in the marital arts because it's important to move well in the bedroom right. when you're married. So if you're having marital problems, get some martial <laughs> assistance.
3: Yeah. If your husband doesn't do what he wants, you could kung fu his rear end.
5: You could, yeah. Or you can sure. use some Tai Chi and move the energy around. Yeah, There's a lot cool. of Take, out. take out, in take arts in the world of marital arts.
1: Yeah. So yeah. with that, wow. we're going All to right. take our break, and we'll be right back to Game the Radio. You
5: Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60-second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com.
4: This month at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, get ready for the release of Magic, The Gathering, Crimson, Valve. And this month, Marvel Comics releases a brand new Hope Number 1 and Venom Number 1. And you can pre-order everything to make sure you get your comics. And don't forget to attend Huracan November 13th to get your free Cosmic Comics. We'll be having a special sale the entire month of December. Stay tuned. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7, Saturday and Sunday noon to 5. Thank you and stay safe. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. It's sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
5: Now, back to our show.
6: Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Point Break.
4: Yeah, brah.
0: That's awesome. What do you mean, Oi. (laughs) <laughs> uh, are you serious? You know, come on, brawl. This is all about surfing and yeah, action. Bra. What? It's surfers, it's, man. It's, it's, it's Keanu Reeves in, I don't even know, I don't even think it's his prime. It's almost like the beginning of his time. Patrick Swayze, the dirty dancing guy, he was. that was, I think, past his prime. But anyway, he was like Red Dawn. He did tons of movies and Keanu Reeves of course John Wick and all this great stuff Neo from the Matrix that kind of thing and this was about surfing and Gary Busey who happens to have the same birthday as you who's in this who's
6: movie who's Gary Busey
0: he was the cop that it was his partner
6: the one that died
0: da- yeah the guy? one that got Yeah, well this movie's like
6: 20 20 something
0: years old I think most people Have seen it If you know They haven't Go watch it And we just did a spoiler
6: It's really good You're welcome
0: (laughs) (laughs) So tell me What this movie's about Uh,
6: Basically It's about Two undercover cops Who are trying to find uh, Robbers That they've like Been on the hunt for For six years Or something Right
0: the guy's been on Well Mm -hmm. Right Keanu Reeves Is Johnny Just got on the case He just got on the case He's Johnny Utah
6: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, they found but, out that they have like surfer hands, so they went to s- places with surfer stuff, and well, not places with surfer stuff, like they beaches, went to beaches like, yes, looking for an ocean. Yeah, looking for them, and they eventually found like a group. And but
0: Johnny Utah had to go undercover. That was the whole thing, right? Yeah. To find he to learn surfers. How to surf. He had to learn how to surf. He falls in love. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> um, but those guys, they were robbing banks on a seasonal basis.
6: Yeah, so basically wherever the highest tide or the... Best, like, they were chasing the highs of the surfing world.
0: Right, but they would go in the summer mm-hmm. and they would go rob banks and have enough money to go surfing around the world. Yeah. And they dressed as what?
6: Uh, Dead presidents. All right.
0: Ex-presidents, I don't think oh. they're not all. I don't.
6: I, oh, I got it mixed up. It was
0: Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Nixon. Carter, right? Richard Nixon and uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, I think. So you had four of them, and uh, you know it was a pretty cool movie. Did you like uh, the surfing part of it?
6: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really cool, but I liked the mystery part better. Surfing was sort of. <laughs>
0: Okay. And
6: I mean, it showed that Keanu Reeves liked the surfing, but
0: well, he learned how to become just not uptight and live life a little freer, right? What about here. the skydiving part?
6: That was cool. I, I want to do that.
0: You want to skydive?
6: <laughs> yeah, mom would lose.
0: I almost skydived actually before you were born, or right Didn't when you mom were born. Didn't mom
6: prevent you it? from it?
0: Yes, I was prevented from going. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, I was going to go try it, and she was like, Did you want to do it? Did I want to do it? Of course. Yeah, I wanted to do it, but then they were like, she was like, no, 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 you can't do that. She's (laughs) like, you know, you better have insurance, and you know, in case you, whatever. Yeah. Your parachute doesn't open, and all that stuff. One One of my friends, actually, the parachute opened, and it was fine, but they, like, flew off the mark, and they wound up in some field. And then another one of my friends Opened his mouth when he jumped out And you can't It was hard for him to close the mouth So his cheeks were flapping (laughs) You know it was pretty funny But um I
6: feel like skydiving would be awesome And scary at the same exact time
0: Yeah it's a crazy rush That's the whole point of this movie Just to have the best rushes You know and the adrenaline pumping And
6: like chase the highs of everything
0: Now they made us another remake Of Point Break Which was extremely terrible So I would not recommend that at all and was
6: it, it with Keanu Reeves? It was not
0: it? with Keanu Reeves. It was with oh. some other guy. I don't even know, but there was only one cool part where they did some gliding and they like kind of were like mm. squirrels with the wings and what do you think? that that was kind of cool. But uh also just another note is that Red Hot Chili Peppers Anthony Kiedis was in the movie. Who is he? The lead singer.
6: No, no, no. I mean, who was he in He was one
0: of the bad guys who shot himself in the foot.
6: Oh, that guy? Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's cool. I didn't even know.
0: Yeah, so you had him and then, you know. Anyway, do you recommend the movie?
6: Yes, it was really good.
0: So for anyone who hasn't seen it, or if you have seen it, watch it again.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
6: Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected.
4: Bye-bye. Now, back to our show.
2: All right. Welcome, everyone, once again, to It Came From the Radio. I am Dominic Definition Man Sperano, coming to you from my secret base atop a mountain. Nope. Once again, it's still in my basement because I have nowhere else to go, and I have the best uh, sound quality down here. With me right now is Mariano from Apex Comics and David Lukacs from Liquid Avatar. Welcome, gentlemen.
7: Great to be here.
2: So, we've heard a lot from Mariano in previous interviews. Today, David, we want to talk to you. You're the man in the know. You're the guy who's like on the cutting edge of the future. I uh, I happen to do a little research on you, and your company, uh, Liquid Avatar, is just quite fascinating to me, but I'm not sure exactly what it's all about. Can you explain it?
7: Sure. Thanks, Dominic. It's, it's actually pretty simple for me to explain, but generally people go, huh? But what we're focused on is digital identity at our core. So what is digital identity? We're all used to what we do in the real world. And every day, if we want to go in and we want to buy something that is age-restricted or we want to do something with the government, we have to, or fly or travel, we have to, we have to show our ID. And generally, that is paper or plastic. And, and it, today, with vaccination credentials, where you might be, it, that includes that as well. But what digital credentials are, are credentials that replace the plastic or paper or electronic email credentials with something that is verifiable. They're supported by blockchain technology, and they belong to you, and only you can access them. And usually that includes some type of biometric, like facial recognition or or a fingerprint. And and so what we're in the business of is ensuring that users can manage and control not only their verifiable credentials, but all their personal data as well. And so that they, they it, it, you, if you think about it, um, ownership of, of my own data and my own identity should be a basic human right. And we support that premise. But what we do is we put that at the center, at the core of the nucleus. And then around that, we have avatars. And we've been doing this for a number of years now. So the word avatar isn't new to us. And, and then around that is the metaverse, the interactivity, the engagement, the online you know, um, you know, je ne sais quoi, the, the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to go from basically a flat internet to you sort of the, the world becomes round. And, uh, so we start with digital identity and then we, we surround that with avatars and we surround that with immersive activities or the metaverse.
2: So are you going to be one of the architects of the matrix?
7: Oh, I hope so, man. I hope so.
2: It just so happens that I was looking up Mariano earlier today and I saw the Matrix four um trailer, and now here I am talking to someone basically talking about making the internet rounder and fuller and more avatars, and I'm like, Oh my God, they're listening and watching me <laughs> I, I just feel feel very, very watched <laughs> um but i I'm looking at the website now as I talk mm-hmm. to you, and first. I'm also looking at the avatar that Mariano has in the zoom chat. Right. I'm assuming it's coming from your company.
7: It, it, it is. And, and, you know, soon to be, you know, um, uh, Comic-Con is going to reveal this upcoming Comic-Con in Los Angeles. is going to reveal a lot of new items and products and, and there's surprises await, but uh, we're, we're really, um, um, you know, as a company and some of our clients have been looking at avatars very seriously in the last couple of years. I mean, you know, Facebook, which is now Meta, um, sort mm-hmm. of set the world ablaze. Of, you know, several weeks ago, and we were preparing to uh, release all our metaverse activities really towards the end of November, just before the start of Comic Con, LA Comic Con, and um, uh, we were forced to move that schedule up just because, you know, when when someone starts a barn fire, you better bring marshmallows and hot dogs, in. and and so we we decided to bring our, our wares to the table, and we started making a lot of noise about the metaverse both as a, a consumer opportunity and as a business opportunity. And we believe that, um, you know, if you think about, about it, everybody had, you know, sort of the Sears, you know, wish catalog when we were all kids and everybody got to, you know, look right. at what they wanted for the holidays. And that sort of went to the sort of a, a very flat kind of a, a catalog on the internet, then went to interactivity. Well, the metaverse makes it really um, over time, three-dimensional so we're we're going from again you know from from sort of paper and plastic into what will be uh, virtual reality now it won't all come at once but it'll it'll eventually right. be there
2: so how does this for, and really quickly can you just also explain to me what is the metaverse
7: ooh that's a magic- magical land filled with unicorns and uh no it's uh, the metaverse is if you think about it is is sort of the next generation of, of the internet where, when, you know, when we do something in the internet today, it's, 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 again, the best way I can say it is very flat. You know, I'm, uh, we're doing zoom right now and I'm on a handheld phone and, you know, you're in your basement and, you know, inside a mountain and we're doing Thank what you. we do. Right. So, um, and, and so the next version would be you and I would be interacting in a virtual world um, um, and everyone could watch what we were doing. And wow. and uh, so, but again, if you think about it, for any of any of your listeners out there that are gamers, you know, World of Warcraft um, is sort of an early stage metaverse. It's an okay. interactive world where where we can do things, and that's the way the metaverse is sort of going to look at it at the beginning. And and then and then as we grow up in in in, in technology and five G permeates and bandwidth increases and computer capability increases, we're going to go from sort of World of Warcraft or sort of a first person experience into more of uh, Wade Watts and Ready Player One, Percival. I'm going to be immersed in, and I'm going to be, you know, living, living the dream. And we're, we're, we're already starting to introduce the precursors of that on and with the hope that in the next few years, um, it will be, you know, Wade Watts and Percival.
2: So how do the comics that Mariana works with mesh and meld into what you're doing at liquid avatar? Like, how is this coming together?
7: Well, I think, I think I've been a comic book collector, you know, um, uh, you know, I'll be sixty next year. So I've been a comic book collector for about 55 years. I remember my parents giving me 25 cents a week and I could buy two comics at the variety store, um, with yeah. a, with 25 cents. But, um, so, where comic books come into play is because we believe that the the best customer for our products and services are somewhere between the ages of about fourteen um, to about thirty, and and within the demographic segment, we think though of that segment, the best are the people who are in gaming, comic books, and, and and the likes, because they're already used to understanding how this world will change. They do it through their readings, they do it through their watchings, they do it through their interactive gameplay so they're um they're our best customer so working with mariano and we've been working uh now together for a couple years we we thought that it would be a great way to introduce new characters like super liquid avatar and um really have comic books be some part of the impetus to get people to convert to a digital environment
2: okay so one other thing that I know that your company is working with, and I think it ties all together, are NFTs. Yep. And people who have listened to the show know I'm. I still can't quite grasp sure. what the NFT is. Mm-hmm. I think I'm starting actually to understand, based off of what you're describing to me now. Yeah. Um. But maybe you're finally the guy that can make <laughs> me understand how the NFT can work within the metaverse and this virtual reality world that you're discussing this might be finally the linchpin that i need to like put it all together in my head
7: well i'll do my best so <laughs> let's let, let's start with comic books if i had to show you my comic book collection i'd have to carry a whole bunch of what we call coffins full of comic books and i right. would have to carry them over and get permission to enter the mountain and come down to the basement
4: right, and
7: okay. um and, and so but if if they were all digital and I own them in a digital and I and they were collector comic books, instead of being condition-based, maybe they had variant covers or they had special things, but they were all on my phone and I had I had certificates of authenticity, digital certificates of authenticity for those, then then I could probably carry my whole collection on my phone and bring it to you or my iPad. Mm-hmm. So an NFT is a digital representation potentially of a physical item or just a digital representation that has a very unique certificate of authenticity that is supported by the blockchain. That's what an NFT is. That's okay. And, 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 and it's, each one is one of a kind there, there's not five of a kind. Each one is one of a kind and that makes them non fungible. So they're non duplicable. And, and so when we look at the metaverse and, and we look at our, our client aftermath islands, we're selling deeds to virtual pieces of land on an island. And those virtual deeds are, are, are NFTs or a house is an NFT. It is an individual item or asset that is backed by a certificate of authenticity that's built on the blockchain. And it's a unique item and you can you can own it, you can trade it, you can sell it, you can flip it, you can do whatever you want with it, but it's a unique item that unto itself has no um, uh, sister or brother. And, and that's what an NFT is. So we've taken the metaverse and combined it with assets that you can have in the metaverse, and those are individually are NFTs.
2: So if I'm understanding, and I apologize for okay. this being, if it's a crude analogy, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go back to the matrix. So yeah. it would be essentially like, if I were it within the matrix, yeah. knowing that I can go to and from, say like Keanu Reeves, like Neo, but I were to buy buildings within the matrix, yep, and own that building and I could rent that building out, that would essentially be an NFT.
7: The deed would be an NFT. Oh, okay, so Got so, it. so the, the item the item is supported by a deed. So so the item is the item, but the ownership of that that one of a kind ownership is the NFT. That's the non fungible item. The asset is oh. attached, or the item is attached to that non fungible token. So um, um, I used to have a really good example. I'm trying to remember what the best example is, but if you think about it, it is it is. It is an item that is attached to a certificate of authenticity. That certificate of authenticity is supported by a ledger on the blockchain, a a book that carries all that that information. And and it is an immutable, non-changeable record that says this is what it is and this is who owns it. And every time it changes ownership, that's the only thing that changes. But that immutable record remains the same.
2: So again, would it be fair to say it's almost like a digital trademark?
7: Yeah, or or a digital comic book, or a digital trading card, or a digital—you know—a digital. It's just a a one-of-a-kind item.
2: All right, you have done almost the impossible, and maybe understand this.
7: Oh, I feel like I don't know if I'm Superman or Batman. I, you know, I'm Batman. Um, I go Batman. Batman's cooler. Batman's cooler. (laughs) Batman's cooler. It depends on which version of Batman you're talking about, but yes, Batman is cooler.
2: I always go with the Kevin Conroy Batman. Okay. Yeah. I, I,
7: you know, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's good. I like, you know, yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, I'm a Gil Kane kind of fan, but, um, okay. but, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's, it's not, it's only difficult to think about it because if, if you go back to when e-commerce started and everybody, it's, everyone said no one will ever shop online, no one will ever shop online and right. everybody shops online. Right. So, right. so we have a tendency it You know, we learn in if you ever took a psychology course, first thing you learn is people are resistant to change. But ultimately, you know, we change. So so young people are understanding, you know, these bored apes and these cyberpunks and all these things pretty easily. And they're going to drag, you know, mom and dad kicking and screaming. So so eventually right. it'll be old news and then something else will come along. All we've done is taken digital identity, avatars, NFTs. And the metaverse, and put it all together. Like you do not want to, you know, you do not want to go places where, you know, um, you don't want to go to the shady part of town, right? Where, right. where you don't know where anybody is, and everybody could, you know, steal your wallet or whatever the case would be. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm you know, over um, simplifying something. Why would you want to be on the internet where you don't know where who everyone is? The That's ideal sure. situation. The internet got it wrong, and it got it wrong because the technology wasn't available. The metaverse is aiming to get it right everybody will be identified so your hackers and scammers and everyone will have to identify who they are nice and and so at the end of the day you're on a level playing field you're you're, you know you're going to be in a situation where you know you you don't necessarily have to trust the person you're with but you know that they are trusted that's
2: that's amazing david we have less than a minute left what's the final thought that you want to uh give to everybody
7: you know, just, just be open to what's coming. Um, you know, do a little bit of research. Everybody should always do their own due diligence, do a little bit of research and have fun. This, there's, this is, this is new. It's not for the young. It's not for the old. It's for everybody. Everybody should have fun. That's that's, and, and this is something that, you know, we've all been dreaming of in, in the last 20 or 30 years. And now it's starting to come to reality.
2: And you're one of the people making it come to reality.
7: Well, we hope we can help add a little bit to it.
2: That's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate, well, being my tutor for the past 15 minutes. Thank you.
7: It, it was my pleasure. I'll send you my bill.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully I can afford it. All right, let's go, go. Back. <laughs> let's go back to the show.
4: Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards.
5: Now, back to our show.
1: And welcome back to a Came From Really, official Pickup of Deepak Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing is none other than Dojo-kun Comics, a very own Brian Mernard. Say hi, Brian.
8: Hey, how you doing, Mark? Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, thank you for coming. We appreciate it. We appreciate you making the long trek to our virtual studio.
8: <laughs> the long trek upstairs to my streaming room. <laughs> Got it.
1: <laughs> so I guess the first question is, what is dojo-kun comics and why is it Dojo? is it a comic book studio that's in an actual dojo and you have people fighting downstairs and using <laughs> references or is there some other idea of where this comes from
8: okay no i'm a, a long time karate student um and the dojo-kun i think is very important to those of us who are students of the martial arts the five rules of the karate dojo uh, we um we're asked to recite them when we test for our black belt, but I had to memorized b- before I was even a green belt. I just I, I love the the culture the uh, so yes I'm culturally appropriating the Asian uh, <laughs> language and, and uh, martial arts but I, I, I've loved it ever since college and you can't see me right now but if you looked at me you'd see as that's been a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so Dojo-kun is the five rules of the Karate Dojo. No, nope, we're not above a, a dojo, but uh, I belong to one for a while now. Um, and Dojo-kun, we have been publishing for about six years now. We have uh, 12 comic books that we've published that we did not use crowdfunding for. Um, I was introduced to crowd the crowdfunding idea uh, late last year, and my first campaign called Siamese went well. We funded in three days. Uh, just recently fulfilled that campaign, so that one's ended, and I've got a new one coming up, and I hope that's what we're here to talk about.
1: Actually, we're here to talk about you and everything, so that will be oh, part of it. Sweet, <laughs> awesome. Um, so, I guess the the next question, the progression, would be: How did the crowdfunding world come to you? Whereas you were just an independent publisher, just like the old school kind of guys. But was it the pandemic that made you go over to, uh, to crowdfunding or was it something oh, else?
8: I see. I was posting a lot of my characters on Facebook and uh, somebody in the indie comics arena, if you will, said, hey, uh, those are really cool, Brian. But I wouldn't do that if you don't have them published yet. And I said, oh, but I do. He's like, oh. So I showed him my website, and he was like, "Oh, dude, you got to come watch some YouTube shows that I'm involved in. I think you'd love them." And he was right. I mean, the community is super supportive, super welcoming. Um, I couldn't have found a, a, a bigger group of friends from around the world. So uh, I've been in the chat ever since on those YouTube channels since October of last year. So it's now been over a year, and. Um, I mean, just that. Even though we're in competition with one another, and there's only so much disposable income that each customer has, I think that it's great that we all cooperate. We share ideas, we share like vendor ideas, et cetera, with one another. And uh, a few of us have coined the phrase co So uh, <laughs> we cooperate and we compete for the for the almighty dollar.
0: <laughs> it's
1: um, it's something that I've noticed. I would say more recently now than ever before. Is that all the little guys are kind of working together to, to take on the big guys, but they're absolutely. still in competition with each other, but sort of, sort of not really. It's a yeah, weird, weird amalgam of what's going on.
8: There's a lot of collaboration. In fact, when I launch, which will be in February of 2022, this next campaign, I'm doing it in collaboration with another independent comic creator. His name is Jake Adams. He's got one that will be coming out called Cobalt Death Stalks Us. So what we're going to do is we're both going to launch on the same night on uh, Michael Bancroft's show at 11 p.m. Eastern. And when we do, at that point, we're going to say anybody who backs both projects we'll get a exclusive print for free. And that print uh, is going to be by artist Shelby Robertson from uh, Marvel and, and image fame. Shelby's an amazing anchor, but he's also an amazing penciler in his own right. And he's going to do an homage cover for us. And on that cover, there will be 15 other independent creators characters on that cover. Um, so that's been an undertaking to get them all to agree to be a part of it. But um I, I like that sort of thing. I take it as a challenge. I got spreadsheets all over the place. So I'm keeping track of who's involved and, and what they've said, and et cetera. So it's gonna, it's a go and uh, I'm, I'm excited to offer it.
1: Now you mentioned a YouTube uh, channel and show I know you have your own Dojo Kun comic show, right?
8: Yeah, well, there's actually three different things I could mention. I've got my own channel, Dojo Kun Comics, and on it right now it's pretty sparse, but I've got a lot in the in the queue. I'm going to start doing pre-recorded videos of my own with guest stars and sometimes without. I've got some topics that I'm done some research for, so there will be some video content added there i'm also on a channel called k manifesto and on his channel we have two shows one's called the k manifesto show with dojo kum comics and on that one we're very structured we have slide presentations we ask guests on that we feel that will speak to the topic with a subject matter expert level input and um we have a great time in fact uh that's tomorrow night that's at eight o'clock eastern on k manifesto's channel
1: and- that's uh, every thursday
8: Every Thursday. That's right. Every Wednesday at 10 PM. So later tonight, in fact, I have a show that I'm the host. It's called the co-host show. And the gimmick there is I'm a co-host of K manifestos show. And I ask a different co-host to come on the show with me every week. And the two of us co-host together and interview other creators. And those co-hosts that I ask to come on have to be co-hosts from other shows. So it's <laughs> like this, it's like a domino or a kaleidoscope thing, but, um, Tonight, for example, we've got O.C. Steve as my guest co-host. We've got Shamp and Jetty and Ajanu Buzi will come on. They'll both be talking about their projects. One is Nosfaru the Cryptwalker, and the other is Aslam, the Awakening. So it's, uh, I think that they're both very interesting campaigns that we're going to take a look at tonight at 10. And that's every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern.
1: Okay. So does your company produce just one uh, different comic at a time, or do you produce multiple comics at the same time?
8: Uh, we were very short staff. I got staff around the world, but I'm basically wearing all the hats, to be honest with you. So one comic at a time is truly focused on. But we have, like I mentioned, 12 different comics that we've previously published. And uh, those are available on my website. So um, the, the website is dojokuncomics.wixsite.com slash dojokuncomics. So um, let me spell that for you. D-O-J-O-K-U-N is Dojo-kun.
1: So why don't you just give us a brief, uh, we have have some time, so let's get a brief, quickly, uh, tiny synopsis of each of the titles, that way people can know what the books that you have are about.
8: Okay. Some of them will be easy to synopsis because they're part of a connected superhero universe. So there's four issues of Siamese available. They uh, It's a four-issue miniseries. There is one called Toro Tales, which is an anthology title. And in number one, there are four stories. Number two is in process right now, and there's going to be 12 eight-page or more stories in that one. So that one's going to be over 100 pages. Um, there's one called alliances starring Breathtaker, and and it's it's my homage to the old brave and the bold marvel two-on-one marvel team-up dc comics presents where there's a single like host of the comic if you will and then a rotating guest star so our character breath she's sort of our amalgamation of she-hulk and supergirl she's invulnerable she can fly things like that and she's the host that'll be in that each month oh boy i wish it was monthly sorry each <laughs> issue <laughs> Um, and, uh, we've got night, night, mist and the Scarlet Archer is another superhero title. Um, and soon published will be Deanna Hammer of the Angels. And that's going to be like our flagship title. The, uh, Siamese and Deanna will lead into a team title called Trident's New Alliance. So we've got a lot in the queue. I really plan to be in this for the long haul. In addition to those, we have one called, uh, I am become Death, which is sort of a space opera with a with an evil twist at the end um there's one called the mad king it's a three issue miniseries issues one and two are available now uh what's interesting about those is they every panel inside is a painting done by annette bell Hmm. so uh, she's painting every panel which uh and she's done a a great job on that one and that was sort of a, a mystery basically What happens if the king is super bored and disenfranchised about his kingdom and he wants to go out and find a new hobby? So he goes outside, he sneaks outside at night and becomes a serial killer. (laughs) I like that one. And, and, you know, hilarity ensues. (laughs) As As it tends to do. That's right. And then we've also got one called the loved ones. And this one is a 100 page black and white uh, story that the concept was created by David Whalen. Uh, I wrote the book and then he does all of the art and lettering. And um, basically it is the adventures of the children of the classic movie monsters. So we've got son of Frankenstein, son of a vampire, a werewolf boy and a witch girl. And they go out in in adventure seeking their parents, and not everything goes as planned.
1: Wow. See, that's the kind of stuff that the variety is what makes a good, uh, I think, a good comic book company.
8: Oh, thank you. Yes, that's what, that's what we're going for. In fact, I have a Western that's um, in the works right now. That's sort of in, in, in its infancy, though. So I really don't want to tout that one too much. I do have some adult books, but um, the one I'd like to talk about right now yeah. is the pre-launch sign-up page that I have out there for a book called The Healing Wars Book One, The Shifter. And that is a license that I have with Janice Hardy. She is an award-winning novelist, she did a trilogy called The Healing Wars. My wife read it first and said, um, you know, it's it's kind of geared toward young adults, but I think you'd really like it, Brian. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. It was a quick read and it was very, very well done. So I was telling my friend Steve about it. And Steve said to me, do you want to talk to the author? And I'm like, well, okay, how? He's like, I work with her husband, Tom. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Small world. Because they don't live in the same state I do. So, you know, it's just neat that that Steve worked with him. So he got us in touch. She and her husband are somewhat comic fans. So she was excited at this opportunity and uh, we finally got it off the ground. And now it's one, it's my next crowdfunding campaign, the shifter. Um, and like I mentioned, we're launching in February along with Jake's book. And uh, the pre-launch sign-up page is available right now. And here's the thing, if you sign up now and then later want to back the book, those that sign up are going to get a secret discount here upon launching.
1: Ah, it's a good incentive for the pre-launch signing up right now.
8: That's right, yes.
1: Because I was going to say we should wait until we get closer to February, but no, this is a good (laughs) idea to
8: talk about it right now. That's right, yeah. So, um, And uh, in order to find it, it's real simple. Just go to Indiegogo and search for The Healing Wars, and it'll be the first one that pops up. It's got a picture of Janice and her books and uh, the cover of the comic. So uh, the comic's underway and uh, hopefully we'll be able to fulfill by late summer next year. Oh,
1: okay, cool. So we Might. have about, uh, let's see, we have a little over two minutes. So I wanted to get this in there before we get to our final thoughts. Okay. Um, since you have such a wide range of, different property ideas is that something that you purposely look for it's like oh what's what don't we have let me look for a wrestling comic or let me look for a uh a science fiction comic or is it just something that just catches your eyes like oh this is really cool that part it should be part of our comic book company
8: I honestly think it's a combination of those two. I am on the lookout all the time. I'm I'm always willing to you know listen to someone's pitch to make it perhaps part of our umbrella. Somebody from the Philippines where Indiegogo does not participate reached out to me and said, you know, I'd really like to publish my comic under your banner. And I was a little hesitant till I saw his art. And that's because he's a former Disney animator. So, you know, his name uh, wasn't familiar to me, but boy, his work, he worked on Tarzan, he worked on Kim Possible, and he worked on The Lion King wow so uh and, and you know they they have dozens if not hundreds of animators so he was just one in a pool of talent but he's definitely talented and so that is one you'll see on our website called the Maygun war and Maygun, simply in his native language tagalog from the philippines means gang war
1: wow that's really cool so we have a minute and change left so let's do some social media stuff where can people contact you and find out more about your stuff
8: Okay. Um, yep. Uh, I'll go over the website real quick again, site.com slash comics. You can find me on Twitter at Dojo Comics. And not surprisingly, you can send me an email at dojocooncomics at gmail.com. And some people worry, oh, aren't you going to get flooded with emails? You know, that would be a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead so, and send me an email if you want to pitch. Either you're an artist, you're a colorist, you're a letterer. We don't always have something, but I, I definitely take down your name, get your rate schedule, and perhaps we'll contact you in the future.
1: That's awesome. So we have less than a minute to go. So we don't have final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts before we uh, take our break for our next commercial?
8: Well, one thing I would suggest to folks that are looking to crowdfund is look to reach different audiences. There's a lot of overlap out there in the YouTube community. So, uh, and and that's bound to happen, but you want to reach different audiences, look for different opportunities in different media. And for example, coming on your show, Mark, was one of my opportunities that I grabbed at because I thought, you know, how cool would that be? So I I appreciate it.
1: So my final thought is this. Uh, Thank you very much for being a guest. Um, Your stuff sounds really, really cool. And as I mentioned earlier, come back in February when the uh, um project is going to be launched and then we can talk about more then at that time.
8: Excellent, sounds good I can tell you about the project in specifics
1: Yes, so with that we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with the Game from the Radio
6: Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy I want you to know that I'm here for you I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins quiches and other basics but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy INC K R I S T Y. Text me at 631 606 8166. So
1: that about does it for this week on The Came From Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough, go to www.itcamefromradio.com listen to our archives. We'll be up in a week or so. Go to such places such as btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci-fi.radio, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter.
5: And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it.
2: Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week.